You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Live presented by Kaleida Health. What's up, everybody? Welcome into One Bills Live. Maddie Glab filling in for Chris Brown alongside Steve Tasker. You guys are going to listen to us here for the next couple hours. Let's go! As we get into some Bills topics, some NFL related topics. It's the couple yeah. weeks here where not too much going on inside the building here. The players are gone. <laughs> The Super Bowl has yet to happen. A lot of us just want to turn the dang I know. page. I know. We're just it's hard waiting to do, for though. this game to happen. I went to the Sabres game Soon last enough. night to help. To get yeah. Over my, hey, it didn't help. Didn't help. <laughs> last night's game did not help. Yeah. It was rough. But yeah. we're, here we are. Like so. Marty said, they're a good team. And I mean, It's all good. Yeah, it is. And tonight and tomorrow is going to be like the coldest day of the year. It feels like Chicago outside. I'm That's from Chicago, something. spent 18 years of my life there, and it feels like Chicago I went to school outside. in Chicago. Not a good thing. You can, complete, you can live your whole life in Buffalo and go to Chicago and freeze. Yeah. It is like different type it's of a cold. different cold. It's like mm-hmm. Minneapolis, Minnesota cold. Mm-hmm. Like dangerous cold. Yeah. That's what it's going to be like. But it's supposed to warm up. hours or so. It'll warm up after It'll that. It'll warm up after that. For the weekend. Yeah. A little warmer. For the weekend. So... Right. Pro Bowl games by, this weekend. Let me ask you this now, because I know the answer. Oh, gosh. What'd you what play you for this weekend? I got nothing. My whole weekend I is know. Free. I mean, the way that we live our lives is to the NFL calendar. Oh, my gosh. And I think all of us did not plan anything until a couple weeks after the Super Bowl. Yeah. That's what I did. I'm yeah. going on a snowboarding trip two weeks after the Super Bowl. Right. Because when you're making plans... You're not even going to touch that weekend nope. or the weekend after nope. because you're thinking even this you're next thinking one. about Super Bowl parades. You're we thinking were, about the Super right. Bowl. We were thinking about making reservations, going to Arizona. We're you know trying to get ready for a week of Radio Row out in Arizona for the Super Bowl. My you family know, booked Everybody, flights. Yes, all they the got same. their Airbnb. All my a bunch of months Bills ago. fans, friends of mine, they're all about it. And now it, you're just falls apart literally fast, floating Steve. in midair, no, doing nothing. Yeah. It kind of sucks. Yeah, it does. It's weird to go from a schedule of being so busy in the playoffs from from us who work inside the building to the coaches to the players to absolutely nothing. I was trying to figure out what what other careers have something like that. You could say teachers. They go from teaching to summer um, to breaks like that. But But there's there's few people who experience – Insane, insane amount of a workload. Yeah, we're on a grind. It's a nothing. Grind. Every week is the same. You know, it's it, football is a real creature of habit because every game's on Sunday or Monday or Thursday. You know, it's a real routine. You know, you got this thing going pregame, game yeah. day, post game, da 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 da, the whole thing week after week after week after week. 
And then, you know, we get there and you're always busy as you can be, plus looking forward out ahead, trying to get ahead mm-hmm. of everything and all that. And all of a sudden, that just gets chopped off of all of us. And I know fans feel the same way. Yeah. They're, we're all out there going, oof. Yeah. Now what? And the exhaustion, we heard the players say, you know, it was an, it was an exhausting season. But oh. once you hit the playoffs, you want to keep going. Exhaustion doesn't matter. We were all tired, but we were ready to keep going. Unfortunately, that's not the case for this season. Maybe next year. Uh, maybe maybe 2023 is the year for this team. Certainly quite a few free agents. Yeah. We're going to talk. We're going to start that talk soon. Uh, another thing that we're going to cover, I'll be filling in for the next couple days because Brownie's out of right. town. And this is the time, yeah, you take some time off, you take your vacations. Like I said, we were all hoping to do that after the Super Bowl. Not the case, though, for this season. But mock drafts are coming out. We have oh, you do, you, the mock draft watch, I the first so edition uh, of listen, this year, we've got of 2023, releasing tomorrow. Coming out. Mock drafts coming out all, like, all the time. And... Not only that, we've got two teams in the NFL that don't even have head coaches. Yeah. And they're, they're, people are trying to mock draft for them. <laughs> That's how hard it is. It's a wild time. Yeah. And let me tell you, the mock drafts that I've seen, there are some wild positions being mocked to the Bills at that number 27 spot. Yeah, well, people I- are mocking cornerbacks to us. People are mocking linebacker. Well, I get linebacker. People are mocking defensive linemen to us. People are mocking running backs to us. This is the the first few mock drafts that come out before free agency when you really don't know what the roster is going to look like. It is all over the board laughable. So we're going to get into that maybe tomorrow or Monday. I'll explain what it looks like, and maybe we'll explain a couple of these um, prospects. And we'll do that over the next couple months. Pro Bowl games this weekend. Um, Guys are already out there. Sunday is like the Pro Bowl, but it's reinvented, reimagined of what they're doing. Longest drive. Um, you've got water balloon toss. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you've got dodgeball. It's going to be interesting this year. It's the first year doing that. Last year they had the regular football game where, you know, Sunday you go out, you you play. I don't know if you can even call it a real game because – Guys want to make sure they're not getting injured. They want to make sure they're not getting hurt. Um, We see more and more people deciding not to be a part of the Pro Bowl because of other plans, because of injuries, because they just don't want to. So reinvented this year. We'll see how it goes. It always gets good ratings. We know that. Yeah, people want to see these guys. And plus, it's it's happens. It's smart for the league to put it between the Super Bowl and the and the championship games because it's a it's a bye week and everybody's still kind of got that appetite to mm-hmm. see these guys. Yeah. And you get a chance to see these Pro Bowl, these really great players when the pressure's off. Um, the, the problem has always been it used to be a real game, and that's a problem. It was always a problem, and still is. So now it's a water balloon toss. <laughs> okay, you know dodgeball. It's uh, whatever. I, so they get it. Guys just don't want to go. It's that's all there is to it. They just. I mean, do not once you go. hit your off season, do you want to do any no. more organized activity? No, no. I mean, it's <laughs> fun. I mean, it's a free trip. Well, sort of free. It's you and your significant other. What if you're a guy like me? I got like, you know, I got five kids, so I got to bring them. All of a sudden, 
you gotta you gotta win this thing to break even on the trip. Yeah, you know, you get paid if you win. Yeah, you get paid if you win. You get paid if you lose. Yeah, but not as much, obviously. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a nice vacation. The family looks forward to it. The you know the the your parents and stuff. They all kind of try and make it out yep. once in a while. And when it was in Hawaii, it's a it's a big trip because uh, you know it's for good reason. Hawaii's not across the street. I mean, it's you got to go. So it's a big trip for most of these people. Mm-hmm. Vegas is a little different. Vegas is interesting. I went out to the Pro Bowl last year. Uh, Deion Dawkins was there. Stefan Diggs was there. Right. It's fun to see some, some of our guys out there. But from what I gathered from people who had been to the Pro Bowl or covered the Pro Bowl in the past, it was a different type of feel doing it in Las Vegas because you go from like Orlando, Hawaii, like you said, right. family atmosphere. Like in in, or, in Orlando, family. <laughs> in Orlando, you can take the kids to Disney World. It's it's oh, yeah. there's something for everybody, and I think Vegas is. It's trending toward that way. It's more family friendly than it was ten years ago. Right. Um, but there's no Disney World out there. There's less things for the kids to do. So um, it was it was cool to be there last year. I know the guys really enjoyed being out there. There's, there's a lot of things for the players to do. There's shows every night. There's you know the most amazing restaurants out there. Some of the best restaurants in the entire country. So. It is a cool experience. I'm interested to see how everything goes down this weekend, what the reviews are from our players, because we have quite a few guys going. Yeah. Uh, we also have a team of people going out. to cover it. Um, we've got social media, photography, videography, so we'll have stuff up on buffalobills.com throughout the weekend covering these events. I know we'll probably try and mic a couple guys up, so that'll be fun to see. But that brings us to our Twitter topic and question for today how would you reinvent the pro bowl we're going to go through some of the most creative responses that we get if you had the power to reinvent recreate the pro bowl like they're doing this year what would it look like what would they do would it would it be related to football at all would it even be games yeah i i don't even i would take the competition element completely out of it how would you get people to go is that I guess is is that the question? How would you re- reinvent the Pro Bowl so people would actually go? First of all, there'd be an enormous, enormously lucrative pro am golf tournament. I that's what I think. There would be an enormously lucrative I would do it over the course of the Super Bowl as well. I'd carry it from the week the, the entire week. So you'd have a golf tournament you'd have a lucrative watch party with the players who have played in the playoffs and all the Pro Bowl guys there at the watch party. They all get paid for this as well. you got to pay them. And you could buy packages where you could be one of the fans in attendance mm-hmm. at the watch party. You could play golf with Josh Allen at the Pro-Am, at the Pro Bowl. You could um, – the meet-and-greet commissioner's party at the Pro Bowl. You could – you know – the. You, a thousand ways to get these guys together and take care of their families. Uh, you know, all of that stuff, water parks and slides and stuff for the family, whatever. But I think you should really just take the competition thing out of it. Just Give these guys a, a chance. Yeah. And put it someplace uh, dedicated, maybe like Orlando or like Ve- whatever. And just do that. Have the guy and you can have uh, seriously uh, team events where, the pro bowlers from this team are at an event tonight and the pro bowlers from this other team are at an event the next night or whatever. And they could mix and match and whatever. Um, I would just take, try just take the competition out of it. 
And then at the culmination of it, the week, like the Saturday night before the Super Bowl, you could announce the, the new Hall of Famers at that, at the Pro Bowl where mm-hmm. these guys are at. Okay. You could have a okay. red carpet event, a big a banquet, or, you mm-hmm. know, a big thing like that, all for, you know, all fundraising and charity and all of that stuff. So I would make it an absolute week long see and be seen of the NFL. Yeah. But uh, yeah, having these guys go out there and compete again seems to me it's, it, you're asking for guys to opt out. And it's interesting because you look at other leagues and their their Pro Bowl, their All-Star weekend is is in the middle of the season and for the NFL it's it's not necessarily in the middle of the season, it's before the Super Bowl, but there's only two teams left at that point. So a lot of teams right. are already in their off season, they're already doing their own things. So yeah, maybe more of an event rather than games makes more sense. Yeah, a, a, a true of events, you know, yeah, smaller events. A vacation for these guys. Send them out to an all inclusive or take over a resort for an entire weekend and wine and dine them, make them feel like they they yeah. earned that, truly right. earned that, um, being named to the Pro Bowl. Uh, I love the idea of involving some golf in there because so, so many players like to golf, but not everybody is a golfer. Um, so please give us your best ideas. Tweet us. Give us a call at 803-0550. The phone lines are open. Another thing I know that you guys uh, spoke about yesterday, I wasn't a part of the conversation, but what are some top priorities for this Bills roster uh, this offseason? And when you look at priorities, when you look at things that are already in the works, when you look at free agents, the Bills had yeah. some breaking news of their, their own this, this uh, afternoon, this morning. They hired Joe Dana as safeties coach. He was the Texans' safeties coach in 2022. He's got 15 years of NFL coaching experience, so we're seeing a new coach brought into the fold here in the offseason. I know last year I think we hired over 10 new coaches. A lot of younger coaches were brought into this building to kind of shake some things up, uh, had some vacancies, so um, we had quite a lot of movement for coaches last season. I don't think I'd expect much of the same this year, but the Bills welcomed Joe Dana to their staff as the new safeties coach of the Buffalo Bills. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Um, the safeties position was interesting for the Bills this season just because of the injuries that were a part of that position group. Yeah, not only that, the injuries, every every spot – in the secondary, had multiple games where it was a different guy starting in that spot. Um, Poyer missed a couple of games, uh, or at least maybe one game. He may have been the only guy that kind of hung in there throughout the entire year. Dane Jackson was in and out of the lineup. Kyrie Elam was in and out of the lineup. Christian Benford was in and out of the lineup. Uh, Taron Johnson actually was probably the guy that stayed in there and played every snap. Uh, And, of course, Micah Hyde, Jaquan Johnson, uh, DeMar Hamlin. All those guys, Saran Neal was taking snaps at one point during the regular season. I mean, that the secondary couldn't have been <laughs> more of a jumble of line, starting revolving lineups. Door. It was it was a problem. Uh, injuries really ran through that room in a big way, and you know they kind of hung in there. And 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 if you want to, if you think the defense took a step backwards, I I would submit that that's all the further you have to look is the reason why. Yeah, and we always hear this coaching staff. Sean McDermott and and Brandon Bean preach about it starts up front it starts in the trenches but when you look at the way the defense has been built it's really been built 
from the secondary first um, with guys like Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer coming in with Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott and really being some foundational pieces and then them finding Tredavious White in the draft. Um, they have been so good in previous seasons because of that secondary. And when you look at stats under Leslie Frazier and under this coaching staff, the stats that jump out at you and the stats that are ranked number one over the last five years are stats like passer rating, passing touchdowns allowed, completion percentage. That doesn't only fall on the secondary, but a lot of that has to do with the secondary. Um, So, Of course, the defense was not as good as they were in seasons past because of the injuries that they had at that position. Micah Hyde is going to be healthy for next season. Jordan Poyer, that's a question mark there as he is a free agent. Um, Tredavious White, you would expect to continue to take a step forward. Kyer Elam showed some promise um, toward the end of the season down the stretch there. Dane Jackson did a really good job holding his own um, when he was a part of that starting group. So I'm sure there will be competition there like there always is. Like Sean McDermott loves every single offseason, every single OTAs and training camp is, you know, load up the positions and get as much competition as possible so you get the best starter when when it's time to go for week one. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, I think, what type of new ideas the safeties coach has. Um, Jim Selgado, who used to be the safeties coach, he was the nickel coach before that and had been a part of the staff for a few years great guy oh yeah we love Jim Salgado so I'm I'm bummed to see him go yeah it's um it's always a difficult time in the in the building when good people get let go and and over the course of the last 10 years it it happens constantly and uh it's we'll never we'll probably never know the details of why that change is made whether you know Jim Salgado got a better opportunity or wanted to leave or whether it was time for him to leave or whether he was just said we're not going to renew that contract but uh, one of the things you got to know is that it was a tough year for that secondary position group because of the in- tough season, because of the injuries that they sustained, waiting on Tredavious to get back in the fold. You got two corners, two rookie corners that you drafted battling it out to go to cornerback number two. Your cornerback number one was last year's cornerback number three. <laughs> yeah. Because he was behind Levi Wallace and, and uh, Tredavious White, yep. and then he moved up to cornerback two. Uh, when Tredavious went down, uh, now Dane Jackson for a minute there was CB1. So, uh, and then he was in and out. So it was a tough year for the secondary. And with Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer both, and Jordan Poyer may or may not be a Buffalo Bill next year, Micah Hyde coming back off a tough neck injury, it looked like he was going to be able to play if, if they played in the next game. Uh, you don't, it's a, a big question mark. So maybe it perhaps could be, and I've heard people comment on this. You know, it could be. You know, back in the day when the, before they drafted Josh Allen, they relieved David Cully of his uh, duties as quarterbacks coach because they wanted to get a different guy in to help develop the young guy they were going to draft. Maybe that's a signal as to what they're going to do with the secondary. They There's brought a lot of young people in Dana the secondary in group now. To, you know, younger guy into maybe he's going to help develop. He's got a reputation for developing younger players, which I, he's I, I done with know. the Texans. So. It could be a little bit of that. Uh, I know this. Head coaches in the National Football League are only as good as their the staff that they can assemble. Mm-hmm. And it is commonplace for those staffs to adjust year to year to year to year. There's different guys in, different guys out, particularly 
um, at the position coaches, if not so much the coordinators, which we've also seen. And when we see these new coordinators go around, uh, when guy, you know, when San Diego hired or LA hired uh, the Chargers hired a new you know, offensive mm-hmm. coordinator, and um, Denver's got a whole new staff coming in. Uh, the Carolina Panthers a whole new staff coming in. The coordinators are one thing, but when you hire a new coordinator, there are times, particularly when a guy like Vic Fangio, who's this hot shot, you know, may go to Miami as the yes, defensive yes. coordinator, he'll say, "Listen, I'll I'll do it, but I need two guys to come with me." Or I need one guy to come with me. I don't want to take the job unless I get my guy with me. Uh, there's a lot of that going on. And sometimes it's clubs like, fine, bring him. Or sometimes like, well, fine, but we're going to fire this other guy kind of thing. And that's not the situation here in Buffalo, but mm-hmm. I only say it because it's an illustration that all of these coaching staffs are huge. There's like 25 to 30 guys on an NFL coaching staff. And they wash through – two or three or six of them at a time, year to year. Uh, so it's not unusual, but it's for me as a player and guy, and I, you know, I love the coaches I played for and it was great, but they're human beings. You know, you got their families you got to think about and it's, it's, a, it's an upheaval. They're losing these jobs and it's, you know, it's, it's, I know that coaches know they sign up for that when they yeah. become a coach, but man, oh man, it's never easy. And, uh, you know, our best wishes to Jim Salgado and welcome Coach Dana. Yeah, welcome, Coach Dana. We'll see what happens here this season with that secondary group. Dane Jackson, also restricted free agent. Um, and as you look at the list of free agents and you look at um, what needs to be done this offseason, some position groups that maybe need some more depth or that the position groups that could need a new starter because who knows if we're going to be able to we're not going to be able to re-sign every single free agent. There's just too many of them this season. 21 unrestricted, um, 24 total looking at restricted free agents as well. Um, so priority-wise, what what were your two priorities for the Bills this offseason when you guys talked about it on yesterday's show? Yeah, we got a lot of feedback when we asked people about it. So that's why we kind of carried it over into today. We we Jay, our of, producer, said you yeah, guys got like 200 yeah, we responses. Got like 200 plus responses. So All we, we could do, we can only like do five or six of them at a time. We wanted to give some more love to people. Yeah, who so everybody wants to chimed in. chime in. Because we know everybody has their own ideas and, they, and every, all of them are valid. So, um, but we came up. Yeah, what was yours? Certainly, it. Our general thinking is that it's an offensive league. Um, Mm -hmm. You can look at the Chiefs, of course, Cincinnati, of course. Uh, um, Even though Philly and San Francisco have the one and two defenses in the league, it's an offensive league. And so we're – and we've got an elite quarterback. So let's put some big guys around Josh to protect him and let's give him all the weapons he can. We, We have invested over the last handful of years a ton in the defensive line. And you know we took a couple of cornerbacks last year, um, in the in the uh, and a couple of linebackers in the draft last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of people are saying let's just let's get some skill sets on the offense. You know, get some wideouts, get some guys who can really run and catch, and then get some big guys down inside to project protect Josh. Then, you know, everybody has their own view of it, but that's where we kind of landed. Get get some big offensive line and get a dominant offensive line. And give Josh some weapons on the outside. Yeah. 
I think that's where I would lean to as well. And Mike on our tweet sheet says O-line and wide receiver, specifically left guard and center hybrid or individual right tackle and another left tackle to back up Deion Dawkins. O-line is more about depth. Wide receiver is immediate start. Need a real wide receiver to move Gabe to third wide receiver or trade McKenzie to or trade Gabe Davis McKenzie to practice squad and Shakir to fourth wide receiver. Wow, that's a lot of movement there in that wide receiver group. Um, Gabe Davis, we always hear from Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott as nobody works harder than Gabe Davis. And, And this was a player who was injured for part of the season. So I don't know how the staff is looking at what he was able to put on display, put on film this year, knowing that he was hurt for part of the season. So he did turn it up a notch in the playoffs. He did turn it up a notch toward the end of the season. I think we saw we saw highlights of what we want Gabe Davis to be, of what we know Gabe Davis can be. I think the consistency is what everybody is looking for. Uh, I thought Brandon Bean pointed out something that was good to hear and, and just good to remember. I know we all want a lot from a player like Gabe Davis who steps into a bigger role for the first time in his NFL career. His first year as a rookie, he wasn't asked to do as much. Now we heard that he was somebody who could learn every single position in the wide receiver core, and that was a reason why they really liked him is he he had the intelligence, he had the intangibles to where he could do that, and they could ask him to play in different spots. And then this year, he gets the opportunity to step up and in snap count and in the amount of time he was on the field and it necessarily it didn't necessarily translate to I think a lot of people's expectations game in game out but it, it showed up for some games and I don't know if this falls all on Gabe I'm sure Gabe is going to do what Gabe needs to do this offseason to be a better wide receiver for his uh, third NFL season and I'm looking forward to seeing what that is because I think with with the way that we know Gabe and the way that we know he um, takes pride in his craft and his worth at work ethic, that dude's going to be at it this offseason. Yeah, he'll be at it. He did. I mean, he was one of the tops in the league, if not the tops in the league. He had like nine drops this year, and those are huge um, for a team. Uh, I'll say this: it's wide receivers. Um, a lot of what they do and why they do it is due to the opportunities that the offense gives them. Certainly, Steph Diggs gets a lot of opportunities in this offense because he's the number one guy, and Josh, he catches the ball well, and Josh loves him. Gabe Davis came on late in the season because the Bills were in do-or-die situations trying to get you know come down the stretch of the season and being ready to play. Uh, and win games, and that means you know for whatever reason, Gabe Davis got a big, got a chance to get more opportunities, um, and he made them. Uh, he he showed up. Uh, so I don't know if, and I'm not going to chalk up the entire season as being one where he didn't get enough opportunities, but I, I do think there's a, a level that ro- rose at the end of the season for Gabe Davis that showed what he was capable of in a bigger way. Um, drop balls, you can fix those. Dawson Knox fixed his problem. Remember when he was a rookie, he had a huge problem with dropping the mm-hmm. ball. Not so much now. Um, and I, you know, so I, 
you know, Gabe Davis, I don't think is going anywhere unless we get, you know, trade bait or something like that for him. I think they're going to, they're not done with Gabe Davis, but there's no question they need some, a guy, a wide receiver in the wide receiver room that comes with some huge physical traits. And I don't mean a big guy, I mean speed, route running. He's got to be, an, a, a, be a guy that if he's not ready when he, he's a rookie, he's going to be at some point to be a number one wide receiver. The more good guys you have, the better your team's going to be. Um, I think Khalil Shakir earned more opportunities as well at the end of the season. Yeah. So there, there's, it's not going to be the same next year, even if they come back with the same guys. Um, but I, I don't think there's any question we're going to see some new faces on the roster. Yeah, and Gabe Davis, I mean, you look at the stats, his first year, his rookie year, and I know he said going into his third year, I meant fourth year because he has been a part of the team for three years. That COVID year, I feel like in my brain, is just like not an, a non-year um, when these guys, some of the rookies, came onto this team because it was such a different season. But he goes 599 receiving yards, 549 receiving yards in his second season. His third season, he goes 836. So you you are seeing an, an uptick there in, in stats and in what he was able to do um, with the games that he played in. Maybe not the uptick that we all had expectations wise because he ended the playoffs in that 2021 season in the most wild way with four touchdowns in one game which nobody's ever seen um, and you expect that for the next season I think we can expect him to just grow next year in that fourth NFL season knowing what he's done the last few years this is a good wide receiver but I do agree you need more in that room because this offense looks best when it's multiple right and Josh Allen looks best when he has more targets to throw to, when he has more yeah. guys to involve in get all some of really, this. Get some, keep getting better players and putting them around Josh, and the mm-hmm. offense will get better. Yeah, 100%. All right, we're going to take our first break of the show, and when we come back, we've got Dan Minucci on with us. He's a former Bills quarterback, played here in the 80s and late 70s. He's also the co-host of the Rock and Minucci uh, show on KGME in Phoenix, Arizona. And he's got a connection to Brock Purdy. So we're going to talk about quarterbacks in today's NFL, talk a little Brock Purdy and kind of his ascent into the NFL this season. It was a fun story to watch. So stick with us here on One Bills Live. We're presented by Kaleida Health. This is Buffalo Bills Radio. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. 
Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.